chapter 17, verse 17. We are on relationships. Wisdom concerning or regarding relationships. A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Let's pray. Father, tonight as we come before you, we ask, Lord, that you will lead us in this message. Lead us in your truth. Help our minds to be sanctified by the truth, the word of God. Father, help our lives to reflect uh, receiving the word of God every Sunday and living it throughout the week. Father, help us to apply the word to our hearts, apply these messages in a practical way in our daily life. And we know, Lord, that is the way of wisdom. And Father, you want us to, to be obedient to the principles and commandments that we hear tonight. And Father, we know that all of us can work on our relationships. The relationships that we have with others and our family uh, and with our friends in the community, at work. Father, give us wisdom and help us, Lord, uh, to have uh, build relationships that have value, eternal value, Lord, that we can uh, be a witness for you, that we can have inroads to people's lives friendships that we might be able to help them spiritually and eternally. So Lord, give us these proper goals and in our relationships, we pray in Jesus name. Amen. Now, by way of introduction, let's look at acquaintance and friendship versus friends. You know, a lot of times, we, we have a lot of acquaintances, and this is a limited relationship based on the following things. What are they? Only knowing about the person. There's people we know about, but we don't know them, right? And uh, it's really a relationship about personal convenience. It may even be a relationship where we have selfish interests. We have a, an acquaintance with them to get something from them. What can I gain from this? And really, it is uh, based on independence. I really don't want to get close to this person. So we have a lot of acquaintances in life. But now, friendship is a little different. This is a close relationship, an intimate relationship, based on the following things. You actually know the person. Not just know about them. And really, it's built on, based on unselfishness. Meaning, we are concerned for the good of that person. We really care for them. And of course, it is caring and giving because the idea there is it's not selfish. It's not what I can get, it's what I can give. What, how can I help these, the, uh, my friends? And then it's also based upon interdependence. And isn't that what life's all about? We really depend on one another. We're not to live independently. 
um, which would be, you know, easy to do. Let's say you've been hurt in relationships. It would be easy to pull back and live like, I don't want to get close to anyone anymore. I don't want to expose myself to that again. That's not really the right thing to do, all right? So number one, review building relationships. Review it. What do I mean by that? Let's talk about uh, regarding or building friendships. How are we to build friendships? Well, let's begin right where we're at. We need to understand that friends, true friends, love regardless of the circumstances. Amen? It doesn't matter. Obviously, you're going to have uh, failures, right, in a relationship. No one's perfect. Plus, you're going to have, uh, what's it say in the verse? A brother is born for adversity. I mean, you're going to have times of adversity. I think of the Apostle Paul and Timothy and the relationships Paul had, friendships. He had a lot of adversity, but think about how that uh, enriched their relationships. So true friends love regardless of the circumstances, but also to have friends, you must be friendly. Chapter 18, are you showing yourself friendly? Verse 24, chapter 18, 24, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Amen? That means you have to reach out. And I realize at first you may be the only one reaching out, but eventually if the people that you're reaching out to care about you and also value friendships, they're going to respond. And then you're going to be able to uh, build a good friendship. So we have to be the ones to initiate it by being friendly. And then uh, think about that. Uh, a self-centered focus hurts relationships. Isn't that true? If you are self-centered only on your life, and then obviously you're not going to be able to be friendly or build friendships. And it says here, there's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother and I realize we can apply that to Christ, and I'm not saying not to. But some friendships are stronger than a brotherly relationship. Think about David and Jonathan. Go over there. 1 Samuel 18, I think that's an example we ought to follow, amen? 1 Samuel 18, verse 1. And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day and would let him go no more home to his father's house. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him and gave it to David and his garments, even to his sword, and to his 
bow and to his girdle. And remember, that's just the beginning. And you think about that friendship and how Jonathan protected David, delivered David out of uh, the hand of his father. And so uh, that's the type of relationship. But they both were true friends to each other. They both built that relationship. Be careful how you bother friends with your problems if you want to build friendships. The idea is be careful not to wear out your welcome. Amen. Proverbs 25, 17. Withdraw thy foot from thy neighbor's house, lest he be weary of thee and so hate thee. You know, the idea is uh, it's important to share, but it's also understanding you can't overburden someone ever, you know, and depend on them when you should be depending on the Lord. All right? No, not, not an, another person can take the place of God. So be careful of that relationship. And then... True, uh, true friends have liberty to correct each other and correct faults and failures. Proverbs 27, 5 and 6. Are we open to that? Open rebuke is better than secret love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Amen? Why? Isn't it better than to really be open and honest and deal with problems than to you know, sweep everything under the, under the carpet and act as if nothing is wrong. Where's that going to lead into the relationship? It's only going to destroy the relationship. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. So, <clears throat> when it says faithful wounds, open rebuke is that correction, right? Faithful wounds... That's for the good of the person. Yes, it may hurt the words that you're sharing, but at the end of the day, uh, look at verse 9. I'm sorry, I, I have another verse here. Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart, so doth the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. There it is, hearty counsel. So true friends have liberty to correct each other's faults. And then good friends sharpen one another. I have another point here. I'm sorry I missed it. Another point. Let me go over this one though. Sharpen one another. We're right here. Uh, 2717. Iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his Friend, amen. When you're sharpening, this is encouraging each other emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. This is when we are to exhort one another and challenge one another spiritually. And the other point is right here in 2710. Remain loyal to your friends. Remain loyal to your friends. I don't think I have that noted down. 
Remain loyal to your friends. Proverbs 27.10 Thine own friend and thine father's friend forsake not. Amen? Neither go into thy brother's house in the day of calamity, for better it is a neighbor that is near than a brother far off. So forsake not. Be loyal to your friends. Be loyal to your family friends. And uh, this is loyalty. Now, not only building friendships, but we can talk about destruction of friendships. How are friends, how are friendships destroyed? And we know this is popular among kids, right? And, it's, and as adults, we should grow out of this, amen? Proverbs 16, 28, gossip can destroy friendships. 16, 28. A froward man soweth strife, and a whisperer, right there it is, separated chief friends. You know, going about telling secrets, telling, whispering, gossiping. 17, 9. He that covered the transgression seeketh love, but he that repeated the matter separated Separated very friends. So the words that we speak, be careful. If you're going to destroy a relationship, it's by the tongue. Just read the, the book of James. <laughs> the destruction of tongue and words. Pro Proverbs 25, 20, a lack of consideration can weaken friendships. 2520. As he that taketh away a garment in cold weather and has vinegar upon nighter, so is he that singeth songs to a heavy heart. You know, let's be sensitive to what other people are going through. Amen? And be concerned. And consider it. Proverbs 27, 14. He that blesseth his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it shall be counted a curse to him. You know, it's all about timing. Saying the right thing at the right time, amen? Not just saying the right thing. And then another way to destroy is by flattery. Proverbs 26, 28. A lying tongue hateth those that are afflicted by it, and a flattering mouth worketh ruin. 28, 23. Is that what I said? No. 28, 23 now. He that rebuketh a man afterwards shall find more favor than he that flattereth with his tongue. So, flattery, you would think, no, I'm going to use flattery to build a relationship. But really, God says flattery destroys it. Let's be truthful, amen. Let's be honest. Let's, you know, be willing to, tell, to confront problems and deal with issues in our relationships.
So review building relationships. And then number two, reconciling broken relationships. Isn't that what we are to be doing? You know, the Bible says we have the ministry of reconciliation. I mean, that's with man and God, amen, through the gospel. But uh, we, are, we are to be reconcilers. We're to be the ones to, 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 to mend relationships, to try to help people build relationships and uh, fix broken relationships. Now, what are some causes of broken relationships? We find it very clearly. I think we dealt with this last week or the week before. Pride, right? Pride. Proverbs 13.10. Only by pride cometh contention. So where do all the arguments come from? The strife in relationships. It's because we don't want to admit that we're wrong. We don't want to admit that the other person's right. We don't want to humble ourselves. We've already dealt with this, but let's go back over it. Gossip and broken trust or violation of confidence. Proverbs 16, 28. Yeah, we've already done this. But it's important to go back over this principle. A froward man soweth strife, and a whisperer separateth chief friends. 17.9. He that covereth the transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth the matter separateth very friends. So build trust in a relationship. And if someone's telling you something, obviously, we in confidence, you're not to go out and repeat it. Amen? That destroys relationships. Offenses. Proverbs 18, 19. The lot, sorry, a brother offended is harder to be one than a strong city. And they're Contentions are like the bars of a castle. So offenses, offending someone, it's going to be, you, you know, constantly offending is going to be uh, destroying relationships. How are you going to win them over? And then another way to destroy relationships is anger, obviously. Proverbs 22, 24 to 25. You know, I think the first message we preach is wisdom concerning anger in the sense of A to Z. Maybe we need to go back there from time to time. Proverbs 22, 24. Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. Be not thou one of them that strike hands, or of them that are sureties for debts. 2425. So we know that ang uh, ang uh, make no friendship. God's warning us to stay away from angry people, not to allow anger 
in your life to be uh, contaminating your spirit all the time. And then that pouring over into your relationship, that's going to destroy relationships. And the very opposite is true, and I don't have a bunch of verses here, but the cures for healing relationship. I think, first of all, as we know, and I'm not going to go find a bunch of verses here, just basic principles, humility. You know, when you admit that you are wrong, when you admit that you're not perfect, when you admit that what you said wasn't right, the way you said it wasn't right, Brethren, that's going to go a long way to cure a relationship. Amen? Also, forgiveness. Go to Ephesians 4. By the way, we had wisdom concerning humility as well. All this is on the internet. Ephesians 4, 31. It's a wonderful chapter on relationships, amen, especially in the church. Verse 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And do what? Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, what else? Forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. You know, as a Christian, there should not be... We should, never, we should never say these words. I can't forgive you for that. Because God forgave you. Think about everything that God forgave you. And we are to forgive others as God forgave us. That's the example. So is there anything too big that we can't forgive? No. Now, obviously... We understand to have a reconciliation, you can forgive that person, but if they never admit their sin and that they, they really did wrong, you can't reconcile, right? Because they're just going to be there, well, you're going to say, I forgive you, and they're going to say, and you're kind of waiting uh, for a reply, and they say nothing, <laughs> And then obviously, brethren, prayer. Amen. Prayer goes a long way. How much is mentioned? Prayer in the whole Bible. And how prayer can really cure relationships. And don't ever give up. Keep praying and trusting God. And I think I had an example there of Jacob and Esau. How Jacob had to go out and wrestle with God and, you know, how he was really concerned about meeting his brother. And then you see how God put that all together. That relationship and, and uh, I mean, at one point Esau wanted to kill Jacob. Now after all these years, they were able to embrace each other and, you know, have a relationship that way and it was all through prayer amen last but not least rewards of building relationships you know should we really work on this 
Should we value building relationships? Should we analyze ourselves on these principles? Am I, uh, am I loving? Per am I looking to build relationships based on love? Am I caring for other people? Am I being selfish here? Or am I really wanting to help someone? Am I being a friendly person? Am I always unloading on people? You know, a lot of times you could be the one, you always look for someone to unload on them, but you're never willing to say, hey, how are you doing today? Let me, you know, I'll just listen. Do you do that? And are we open to correct each other? Are we open to receive correction? Are we even open to give correction? You know, it's not easy. You're wondering, you probably lose a lot of sleep. Like, how's that person going to respond when I tell them this? And you're praying about it and you're thinking about it. You know, you don't want to hurt them. You want to help the relationship. But you just go back to God's word, open rebuke. Faithful, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Amen. Remain loyal. And understand that God's using friendships to sharpen us, one another, to encourage each other, to exhort each other, to challenge each other. Go to Ecclesiastes now. Remember, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, it's also a book of wisdom, by the way. Not that I am going to go through Ecclesiastes. And I imagine, I preach messages out of Ecclesiastes, but a verse-by-verse -verse exposition may be very interesting. <laughs> Considering the theme, all is vanity under the sun. And that's going to come up in about every message. All is vanity, all is vanity. I'll keep preaching this, all is vanity, and then you just keep preaching it. This too is vanity. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm not saying we shouldn't. There's a lot more to the book. Don't get me wrong. A lot of lessons. But here's a good one. Chapter 4, it talks about two are better than one. Amen. And uh, we're going to begin in verse 9 and read down to verse 12 and get some principles here. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. I mean, what's, it's a lot better to be working together instead of alone. You accomplish more when you're together. You know, you have put your ideas together, put your strength together. You complement each other in a job. Amen. And then it says, they have a good reward for their labor, meaning they're going to get a lot more done. Verse 10, how about mutual support? What if you're alone and fall? You know, it's better to have someone around to lift you up. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. You know, and obviously it's speaking about life. It's speaking about uh, the need that we have one for another to help each other and encourage one another spiritually as well. 
not just in life. And then we have mutual comforts. Amen. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And, and uh, you know, obviously, that's very practical. You know, getting under cold sheets. It's nice uh, to snuggle up at that time and get warm. But what am I saying here? This is also in life. We need the heat of relationships in a good way, what I'm talking about, the comforting and that nearness in times of need. And then obviously mutual strength. Verse 12. And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So, brethren, you, if you're fighting battles alone, that's going to be difficult. But if you have someone with you, what a blessing. Amen. And that's what God's talking about here. The strength that we get as we build relationships. The strength that we get one from another. So taking all of these principles that we learned tonight, let's do some evaluation. Can you take a moment and evaluate the strength of your relationships right now in your, in your mind, in your heart? How about the relationship with your spouse? Are you practicing the principles of building relationships, of mending broken relationships, of practicing friendship, amen? How about with your children? Are you building relationships with your children? Are you applying the word of God? in that relationship as a parent. And then with your friends. Amen. What kind of friend are you? <laughs> to others. I think that's really, you know, instead of crying that we don't have a lot of friends, maybe we ought to take inventory and say, am I friendly? He that hath friends must show himself friendly, amen. Is that the reason I don't have friends? Because I'm not friendly enough to other people? And how about your relationship with your church, amen? With your church family. All of this, brethren, you can go back here and all these principles apply in the body, in the family, in, in the Lord's church, amen? We are to build friendships in church. And we are to reconcile broken relationships. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't realize that church discipline is so misunderstood. You discipline because you want people to react and then come and get right and reconcile. That's the purpose of discipline. 
not to get offended and run away and say, all right, I'm just going down the road to another church. And that's the common thing today, is it not? Not to really say, you know what? Where did I fail in this relationship? Why am I not going to go back and reconcile and fix these relationships, these broken relationships that I have? So, brethren, we have to really think about, obviously, you got work, you know, and you may have a lot of acquaintances at work, but maybe you do have some friends there, or at least someone you consider a friend. You know, maybe, maybe you should have a friend at work, and you don't. Maybe you need to reach out more in these areas. I've, I know it's a challenge, but God is calling us to build relationships, and I think because we need them, in our lives. Don't think you're you're don't think you're someone special that you don't need to practice God's word that you can do it alone because you can't. God's telling us right now we can't do this alone. That's what it's all about. Uh, so let's uh, review our relationships tonight. Let's pray about it. Let's seek uh, God's help to build the right kind of relationships, and let's be a witness. Let's know that all of our relationships should be bringing honor and glory to Christ and leading others. You know, we're, we're, to, we're to be friends so that we can help people get closer to God. Is our relationship with them helping them get closer to God? Let's evaluate that as well, and uh, may God help us build the right kind of relationships and true God-honoring friendships. Amen? All right, let's stand. Every head bowed, every eye closed.